1: pleased to announce that we had a hell of an interview with steve kerr yesterday and if you missed it you just enjoyed it because we were scrambling a little scramble drill here on a thursday afternoon i don't want to say our main studio has burnt down ray but it's melted a little it's melted just a tad
0: yeah but you got to look at the bright side We're now eight steps closer to the elevator that gets us out of here.
1: We are. We're going to leave a little bit earlier today because of that eight-step head start we now have in an auxiliary studio. We are testing mics. How's it sound, everyone? Are we good? Is it good for you? Ray, is it good for you? I thought we might be working like an old... 80s music video where they'd have one working microphone for us and we'd have to go like back to back like a lead singer and a guitar player, some REO Speedwagon level of bad 80s music video, but we have our own microphones, our own headsets, a couple of broadcasting pros like us are ready to tackle this,
0: no doubt. A couple of broadcasting pros like us, but not us. <laughs> well, we're just we're just two hobos trying to get through the bus station.
1: We're going to do the best that we can today, and let me just say, uh, our engineering staff here at ninety five seven the game was just challenged greatly they have met said challenge. Good luck. Yeah, good they had job. To put
0: down. They had to put down the whiskey bottles and actually do something. Well,
1: it's nice that they were able to do that and sober enough. It is good to have you here today. It's good to be on the air live with you here. And we've got Eric Davis, former 49ers cornerback, joining us at 5 o'clock today as we talk about the big football game that's coming up on Saturday. Again, the more that I think about it being on Saturday morning, the more angry I get when I look at some of the other matchups. I mean, you want the Baltimore Ravens. You want the, uh, uh, you know, no Lamar Baltimore Ravens in a primer spot than this game. I don't understand that. Or maybe this game, you know, is is such a ratings winner, you can put it anywhere and win with it. The other games are going to need some primetime placement. But that Buffalo-Miami game should be almost as over as quickly as it kicks off, given Miami's quarterbacking situation. It's ridiculous that the 49ers are the appetizer of the wildcard weekend, especially with this being a
0: rivalry that people still, you know, tick the box of, yeah, that's a rivalry. You have to think of this as you got Saturday night off. I do. Let the broadcasters worry about that. I've already made reservations, by the way. Okay, so what what exactly is your complaint then?
1: Uh, I I just don't like, uh, nobody puts baby in the corner, you know what I mean? To to me, this is a a bigger game than the time slot indicates. There's a reason why the Houston Texans go into that time slot because they're a regional team that the nation does not care about. The 49ers are not that. The Seahawks, they probably are that, but they carry a little bit more national gravitas than most regional teams. Like this thing had Miami and Buffalo written all over it, to be honest with you.
0: Well, but they put them in the 10 o'clock spot tomorrow. So you got the... It's the same thing. In fact, this this is a 125 start. So... This is later in the day. It'll be 4.30 back east, so they'll get better ratings. Still don't like it. Well, okay, but you still got reservations for Saturday night. I do. So you win. Do you want to know where we're going? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Good. I'd rather not uh, Yeah, well, I mean, why
1: disclose. would you tell anybody that? I'd rather not disclose, you know. Don't want to give my, uh, what, are, what are they called? assassination coordinates? You know, is that what, yeah. uh, is that what we're, we're calling? You're ordering into a
0: clown's mouth. That's all I know.
1: No, 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 no. An actual restaurant has been booked. Another couple will meet us because we have babysitters. We are loaded, ready to go. Saturday night, there will be drinks.
0: Well, then, you got everything you want. Now, say, say thank you to the good people at Fox for taking care of you. Thank you, good people at Fox. So, look, hopefully the
1: 49ers aren't caught off guard by you know any uh, early start time on a Saturday than they will, might normally be because Seattle... So this, like I said, the kickoff, I didn't expect that Seattle is team didn't expect that pretty much in the NFL right now. They were the crown of team didn't expect that like we did not expect Seattle to even be talented this year. We didn't expect Seattle to be relevant this year. We certainly didn't expect them to be a playoff team this year. And we certainly didn't expect them to have any measure of success walking away from Russell Wilson, a move that at the time a lot of people called that's crazy. We didn't expect them to reach the playoffs because we didn't expect the Lions to go out and beat Green Bay at Lambeau Field. But then that happened. Ray, there are historically double-digit underdogs that win on the road in just about every single card weekend. Is this the team that is the best The best suited candidate to do that. I think that they are based on Miami is dismissible based on their quarterbacking situation. Baltimore feels dismissible based on their quarterbacking situation. Now, maybe they do something to shock the world, but I'd be really surprised. It feels like the Niners are set up to be the team that has to grip the hardest
0: against the team they're supposed to beat loudly. I think, well, one, they're a nine and a half and have been for the last day and a half. So they're not technically double digits anymore. And I don't see a lot of San Francisco money coming late. I think... Talk directly where, into your microphone. This is where the there number's going to There you go. Be. There you go. I'm in a different place. And all I'm trying to do is get to sports don't build character. That's my goal today. I don't have to turn the mic on. You don't have to do anything. No. You just have to sit there and be you. Oh, Christ. Uh, no, I, I think the only thing that makes this difficult, barring the 49ers playing incredibly poorly, is if the weather is wet enough and windy enough that it makes everything shambolic. And it could be, because that's what the forecast is for, especially down around Levi Stadium. So it's, it's a wild card. Um, but all th- other things being relatively equal... 49ers are two touchdowns better than these guys. Not because these guys are necessarily bad, but the one thing they don't do well, which is defend against the run, is the one thing the 49ers do best. And I think that's where the rubber meets the road here. It's it's a bad matchup for Seattle, not because they're not a competent team or unworthy of being in the postseason. It's that they don't tackle running backs very well. Damon and Ratto, by the way, we are streaming
1: live on YouTube, but you do not get to see the beefcake that is Damon and Ratto because we are in an auxiliary studio. Because uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to put anybody on front street, but let's just say you probably don't want to spill a pint glass worth of water into a box that holds electronics
0: by the way where's my coffee
1: yeah no no coffee will be served in the backup studio today not without sippy cups uh when it comes to what the niners do have going for them like you said they are the better team they got the home field advantage And they are the healthiest they have been all God-blessed year. The two guys that you really had to worry about the most approaching this game based on week, what, 16 injuries to Aaron Banks and Dre Greenlaw was that maybe one of those guys wouldn't be able to go. They were both full goes at practice today. Only Ambry Thomas and Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice today. Neither of those guys were expected to practice in the first place. So they are the healthiest they have been all year. This is an injury-free football team in terms of players who are actually going to dress and go out there and do something with any expectation this weekend. And that's a good place for the 49ers to be operating from. It's got to feel a little foreign to them. Rarely are they the team
0: without an injury. Well, but at this stage of the year... Given how few guys will not be able to answer the bell, this is probably the healthiest any of the of the 12 teams playing is. I mean, the the, the Dolphins have a quarterback issue. Um, you know, I mean... Baltimore? <laughs> Baltimore. Well, I, I don't think they have an issue anymore. I think it's Tyler Huntley. Um, but every other team has at least one significant player who is either out or really questionable. So, in terms of health... The 49ers got all their injuries out of the way early. And now they can start the clock again on new injuries starting Saturday. No, 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 no. No one's allowed to get hurt from here on out. That's probably a really
1: good way to go ahead and reach the Super Bowl by staying as healthy as humanly possible. Look, the 49ers are rolling into this postseason with the best defense in all the sport of football. And the most offense that they've had in years. I saw our our Twitter pal Akash Anavaranthian. I I hope I pronounced that name right because he's really good at what he does. Uh, Cash, Todd, Uh, yeah. Uh, The 49ers averaged 33.6 points per game in their last five games of the season. The last time they had a five-game season-ending stretch of scoring like that was back in 1994, which is the last time this team won a Super Bowl. This defense might be better than that defense they're scoring like that offense. So they are very well suited and hopefully something that falls under, you know, Seattle is definitely the the team that you didn't expect that from as long as the chalk is able to talk on Saturday, the 49ers probably should be moving on, but we've been talking all week long about how good Pete Carroll really is at this. And that guy's a secondary and defensive coach by nature. And if there is anyone in this league who is built, other than Bill Belichick, best to confuse a young quarterback by giving him false keys to look at, by making his life hell from the secondary, even if the pass rush isn't getting there, it's Pete Carroll. So this is a fascinating, fascinating matchup that looks an awful lot easier on paper than I think it's going to be in reality and the weather absolutely is going to put its fingerprints on this game. I I doubt either team plays turnover free football. It feels like everyone might cough something up.
0: Well, that's why I say that's the biggest wild card because the one thing that the 49ers are not well prepped for, let no team is well prepped for is giving up possessions. And I think on a day like Saturday, there's a there's a There's a possibility of that. And, and yeah, it might work for both teams. I mean, the the 49ers might play turnover-free football, and Seattle might vomit it up five times. So it's the one great unknowable that superior players, superior coaching, having the home field, none of that matters if you can't hold on to the thing. Game on. Here we go. Here we go. Um,
1: You know, I, I, I might have absolutely sealed the kiss of death when I sent the pre-show tweet to let everyone know. I I said, you know, we're we're coming on the air. The 49ers are healthier than ever. And for us, as far as we're concerned, no alternative site will be needed. We are actually in an alternative site because of a water-based glitch that is running through our main studio right now. Uh, The news in the NFL today is that if indeed the NFL needs an alternative site, It's not going to be in Indianapolis, as a lot of people thought might be because it was sort of the halfway point between Buffalo and Kansas City, if that would be the best thing for fans. If we do indeed get a Chiefs versus Bills AFC title game, that game is moving south. Uh, It's going to be going to Atlanta. They're going to play it at the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Under the oculus, if you will. That's what they call the the, the big fancy yeah. roof that they got there. Uh, I, I don't want to hear a, a word of complaints about anybody. This is going to sound cold and callous, but the NFL offered its solution in real time on Monday night when they said, you got five minutes to warm up. The yeah. players made the right choice. They voted no on that. Let the Cosmos figure it out, they said. Well, the Cosmos figured it out, so don't yeah. complain about any of the results.
0: Oh, I don't think anybody is complaining about it. I know that um, um, that Cincinnati, that Zach Taylor was a little unhappy about the possibility of a coin flip, but that passed as well. And the reason why they can't go to Indianapolis is because the stadium there already booked a gigantic volleyball tournament, and it sold 30,000 tickets for it. And were, to their credit, unwilling to move it for a playoff game that didn't involve their team. So... You know, long live volleyball. Now I'm I'm a little surprised that they chose Atlanta, even though you knew it was going to be a dome because they didn't want to have it in any kind of weather. Um, But I thought if travel was not an issue, that they might have put it in Las Vegas. But you know, maybe they couldn't get hotel rooms. I don't know. Maybe Atlanta is just deserted that weekend.
1: You know where I think they should
0: have put the game?
1: Cincinnati. Unless Cincinnati needs the stadium that weekend. You know, those are the fans who got denied a full four-quarter game with a you know a
0: injury on Monday Night Football. Put it in Cincinnati. Well, he, I, and I don't mind that at all, but I don't think they wanted to have snow. For some reason, they think that makes it unfair for teams. No, it makes a great viewing. And that's really what they should be selling. I mean, they should f- they should play it in Buffalo no matter who's got home field, just so that they have to play hip deep and, and just glop. You just want snow field advantage. Yeah, I don't care who has the advantage. I just want it to be almost impassable. That's not true. You don't want anyone to have an advantage. You
1: want both teams having to walk to school uphill both ways, 40 miles carrying a cinder block. Yeah. I,
0: why not? It's not me. <laughs>
1: Uh, We have quite a bit to get into today, and uh, we already had, what, the first 25 minutes of the show lopped off, which means we're going to be in a full-on sprint from here to the finish line. Uh, We have quite a bit of stuff to get to, including a wrapping James Wiseman before today. It's all said and done. Uh, We have one other bit of, let's call it used-to-be local news that for some football fans here locally still is absolutely news for them. But Derek Carr has basically thanked the Raiders for all the memories and he is basically on to his next opportunity. Uh, I'll say this about Derek Carr. I think his his problems have been misinterpreted by a lot of people who have seen his, his problems as a player. He has been surrounded by a level of team-wide incompetence that... I don't know what player really overcomes that. He's a class act guy. Uh, I, I'm not a big uh, you know rah-rah religion forward person myself. He is, and for a guy who wore that on his sleeve, I even think he went about wearing it on his sleeve in you know in a respectful way for. Those who weren't into it, like he, he, he didn't he never hammered you over the head with his religion. It just really meant an awful lot to him. He's a stand-up guy. He's a class act. He has never been anything other than a a, a positive influence off the field, on the field. I know it kind of got loose at the end there for him, and it didn't work out the way a lot of Raiders fans the way that he wanted it to. Um, if I'm Derek Carr, though, when it comes to the Raiders, my favors for them. And the list of things I'm willing to do, it's it's over. It's absolutely over. He is a full no trade in his contract, and I would not let the Raiders trade me anywhere, even if they got a team that he thought, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd be happy to take a trade there. He's better off not giving the Raiders the compensatory pick that would come with any transaction, and just saying, guys. They're going to cut me mid-February anyways, or else my contract gets vested. So all you need to do
0: is wait around, and I'll sign with you. Oh, no, I'm I'm all in favor of vengeance against management in all cases, including this station. Um, But on the other hand, the last guy who said goodbye to his team was Jimmy Garoppolo. So I would not be absolutely stunned... If, having failed to move him, as the 49ers failed to move Garoppolo, that they could conceivably start in September with him on the roster, if not behind center. Because I look at the Raiders as a team whose dysfunction starts at the top, permeates through the middle, and gets down to the locker. I, I think players l- look at the Raiders as a place you go when you just want to get paid because nothing else about it oozes fun. I mean, they've been they've they've been to two playoffs in the last fifteen years. They lost in the wild card both times. They have not made much of a dent anywhere except as a shambles. So I'm with you. I don't think Derek Carr should help them in any way, shape, or form. And make them, make them do the thing they don't want to do, which is cut him and get nothing for, nothing back for. If you're Derek Carr, where do you want to go? I think I got an answer. I think I got. If I, if I am in a
1: quarterback on the open market right now, I think I want to go to Miami. I think I want to go to Miami because I look at Tua as easy pickings. And, you know, whether that's fair or foul, I I don't even care. The Miami Dolphins cannot make a major commitment to Tua in any way, shape, or form, given his medicals. And I think that that is a place that Tom Brady could be looking at. Mike McDaniel is, you know, basically a quarterback-friendly coach. Look at what he's done. Look at the receivers that they have. If if I am Jimmy Garoppolo, I want to be in Miami. If I'm Derek Carr, I want to be in Miami. If I'm Lamar Jackson and I'm officially done with the Baltimore Ravens, I want to be in Miami. I think that is going to be a place that other quarterbacks are fighting themselves to maybe get
0: to. I think the only wild card with that, though, is that Stephen Ross, the owner, loves Tua to an almost irrational level. And I think as long as he has... His hand in football decisions, as he has had before, because he tried to get Tom Brady to become a de facto general manager there. He tried to hire um, Sean Payton when he didn't have the right to fire, hire Sean Payton. Uh, I don't know that that's a cl- that, that there's a clear path to being the, the no question starter. I wouldn't want to go to the Jets because the Jets stink, and, and they just fired would. their
1: offensive coordinator too, and that's basically like hitting a big reset button on a group of young players and receivers it's it's
0: it's tough yeah um i I'd, I'd have to think about this a minute but i don't know if miami is the ideal place because i'm also not sure that the reason why they won as many games as they did wasn't because Tua was really good in that middle stretch of the season before the second concussion and they had become sort of a force in In large part because he could do remarkable things, and without that, they looked pretty ordinary. I mean, you know, I I don't know. But when you got a quarterback missing wide open guys from clean pockets, you got a problem, and that started in San Francisco, and it didn't end. No, but after that, after that San Francisco game where they played a superior team, uh, that's when the concussion, the second concussion hit. And they tried to fake it with Skylar Thompson. Now, if Skylar Thompson was going to be your putative starter next year, absolutely. Go get somebody else. But I think the politics of Miami make that a weird place. Um, I don't really know right now. I mean, maybe Seattle. You know, I mean, I don't know if they're absolutely so married to Geno Smith at age 33 or 34 that they might not look for something younger. Um but I also don't know, you know, with all the teams that have quarterback problems. I mean, you could look at Atlanta, you could look at Tennessee. Uh, there, there's a there's a bunch of places that will be looking for people. I'm going to want to go to a quarterback coach
1: if I'm a quarterback. Mike McDaniel took a guy who might not even be good at this, and I mean that in Tua, and turned him into like you said, an incredibly impressive player for a moment in this season. That is a guy who's got a quarterback-friendly offense. If I were a quarterback about to hit the market, I'd like to know where Sean Payton ended up. And if it's not Denver, maybe I'd be interested
0: in in marrying myself to Sean Payton. Frankly, New Orleans is another place, not for Sean Payton, but for for a quarterback. The only wild card, like I said, is Stephen Ross because he might make the guy he might be the guy who makes the choice on the quarterback in which case there's no place for Derek Carr or there's no place for Jimmy Garoppolo or anybody I think Derek Jones uh bought himself more time in New York I think
1: Daniel Jones, m- Daniel Jones pardon me I think that uh we're, we're talking about uh, Derek Carr um I think that the Jets are just kind of a mess man I, I don't want to attach myself to the Jets really truly in any way shape or form if I were a quarterback hitting the market There might be a better landing spot, but it hasn't revealed itself yet and can't until Aaron Rodgers makes a decision because Green Bay might be in the looking for a quarterback business if... Aaron Rodgers gets out of the business of being the Green Bay Packers quarterback. we got quite a bit to bring to you today. It's Damon and Ratto. We're coming to you from studio. I don't even know if this is our backup studio. This is like the backup backup studio. It's the studio of death. It is the studio of shame. It really is. Uh, Ray and I are basically sitting on each other's laps today. It is so tight in here, but we're going to make it work. We're going to make it work with Eric Davis when he joins us at 5 o'clock. We're going to make it work for our sponsor, CalHope.org, and we're going to remind you that we're also brought